0: Here's the Smart Retirement Cast, brought to you by Smart Retirement Media. Now, here's your hosts, Mike and Matt.
1: Welcome back, my favorite listeners, to another episode of Smart Retirement Podcast. Mike Points with Central Coast Lending, host here with my co-host, Mr.
2: Matt Hollander with Century Financial Consultants. How we doing?
1: We doing good. We doing good. I am officially in my afternoon pajamas. Okay. Perfect. I've gotten out of my morning pajamas. Um, the afternoon pajamas are a little lighter, a little bit more movement in them, you know. Okay. Um, okay. And uh, I feel like I feel like I've got it down right about noonish to get
2: into my afternoon pajamas. Nice. Cuz I'm yeah.
1: just like you and the rest of America, I'm sheltering in place now.
2: Yep. That uh, you know, it's it's gotten interesting. We're all having to uh, Spent a lot of time with our, uh, you know, other people we live with. So uh, that's been, that's been entertaining. (laughs) Yeah. I heard
1: Crosby, Stills, and Nash today. Love the one you're with. And that really rang a bell with me Um, because, you know, some of these families are like on the weekends, they're like, holy smokes, we used to go to soccer and we used to have all these things. And now we've got to all live in this house at the same time.
2: We all have to get along with each other. So I imagine once this is all over the uh, divorce attorneys are going to be doing pretty well. You know, people are. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, I bet you divorce attorneys are smiling like, uh, like uh, what's his name in those Lincoln commercials? Matt. Oh, kind of, hey. yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. Just driving down the road. Like just that ear to ear grid. Like this is going to be okay. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Listeners,
1: the the title of our show, it was well thought out. It's serenity now for today's show. Um, Any of my Seinfeld fans know exactly what that means. It's the, it's an episode in Seinfeld where, um, where the grandfather of George is kind of goes through life kind of getting stressed out and his secret, his secret word to keep him calm is serenity now. But throughout the episode, he starts yelling it at the top of his lungs. So (laughs) Good old fashioned Seinfeld humor, but we're going to touch on a couple things today that hopefully put you at ease. There's been a lot of data, both from the medical side of this this pandemic and the financial side of this pandemic, that have been concerning, troubling. Uh, we're going to touch on some facts, and we're going to go over a little bit of history of the Federal Reserve today. Um, and, I, and we hope you enjoy it. Uh, you know, we always try to give you content that we think is going to be relevant to your retirement. So. If you're working with a broker or a financial advisor that you, know, you haven't heard from recently and they're just kind of holding on here and hoping that your retirement gets better and you want to get a second review, um, you know, one number calls both of us. That's eight six six five three retire Option one is to my man here, Mr. Matt Hollander. And uh, option two would be to me if you would like to talk about a refinance or reverse mortgage or any type of purchase you might have coming up especially if you're looking to sell your house and are worried about how a purchase transaction would go. I'd be happy to answer those questions. Um, Speaking of refinances, we had a caller call in this last week um, from Texas, Matt. Yeah. Um, She's got two properties in Austin. She's held as an investor. She picked them up in um, 2010 and 2012. So fantastic times, almost a perfect bottom for price point on those pieces of real estate she's she's had um, wonderful wonderful uh, appreciation she's got lots of equity in those things and she listened to our show last week where i talked about the prudence of taking out equity in your home um, whether it be an investment property or um, a personal residence i talked also mainly about a line of credit if you remember that matt and you know i don't want to access all the cash now but i want to have access to it because as things start to pinch, that's a nice easy way to offset um, gains you would otherwise be leaving in your portfolio because you you don't really recognize these losses in the market until you sell, which you've said so eloquently before in the past, Matt. Uh So this would be a, a good way for you to offset income. Anyways, here's what she wanted to do. She wanted to refinance both of them. She wanted to take some cash out on one and really pay off the other one. So she wanted to lean against one Pay off the other one. F- so it's free and clear. That would be her third property in the last 10 years that she's been paid off free and clear. So bravo to you, um, listener, you know, who you are, I won't share your name, but here's the thing about Texas. They've got a special rule that you have to be in the state of Texas. When you sign loan documents, if you want to receive cash out against the equity in your home. Oh, wow. So it's a little, Tweak on the rule that Texas has put in place as a state, because they probably in the past had investors from out of state purchasing houses. We've seen it on the the house show with the uh, the young family, the Caucasian guy, and in the, in the I believe she's Islander or Asian. She's uh, oh
2: yeah popular. yeah 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 Chip and Joanna Gaines. Yeah, thank you. You're always good yeah, with names. Yeah, uh, Fixer Upper or whatever the show is. Uh-huh. Yeah, so they're a
1: hit, and they're all through Baylor, Texas, which is right near the college. Um, so you can see there's all these neighborhoods. In fact, you can go to, and I think they flipped a whole neighborhood and they uh, they have that almost like a an, an, uh, an attraction. You can go and see this whole. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. So um, got really popular in Texas and they the state wants to prevent outside investors pulling equity out of that market and potentially um, going into foreclosure and crashing their market. So it's conservative. But I walked her through that process because when you take cat, when you try to pay off another mortgage with the equity from your home, that is a cash out mortgage, even though you don't get cash at the end, you're paying off another deed of trust with cash that you don't have in your possession. You're giving up some equity in a, in a property, a subject property to pay off another. So she was very thankful of that advice. Um, I hope that she goes ahead and puts a review on our Facebook page, which any of you can that have done business with us in the past, or that have called in and talked to Matt or I personally. We're always responding within 24 hours and usually within about two hours if our day isn't going nuts. Um, Other things we're doing right now in this shelter in place, um, just to relate to you guys, is we got to work from home too. And Matt Hollander is doing a great thing. Matt, tell us a little bit about your one-to-one meetings that you're doing virtually now with people to, to assess their retirement and help them.
2: So thanks, Mike. It, it's been kind of interesting. Um, you know, my business is, I'm sure, kind of like yours, Mike, where it's very kind of one-on-one. You're you're meeting with people all the time, um, you know, sitting across that kitchen table normally uh, to have these types of discussions, right? Or if they're coming to the office, sitting in the conference room. But with the changes here, just like everyone else, I mean, we are are technically considered essential people right Mm -hmm. and yeah there's got to be a way to be able to meet and what i have done is set up a second office at my house that that basically is going to have a a green screen behind it and a camera and where i'm just going to do a virtual webinar so you'll be able to sit at your computer Um, I'll be sitting at mine, except I'll be at an actual desk. So it'll look like you're sitting at my desk with me and we can do reviews and it'll be almost like if we were doing it in person together. So I know, especially right now, it's, everyone's really concerned about, you know, what do I do? And I I think with that scenario, there's so many different options and no one's going to be the same, right? Getting. And
1: when you say, what do I do? Do you mean, which board game do I play?
2: <laughs> that or you know what are we going to be doing as far as our our finances are concerned yeah. uh you know we've taken a pretty big hit in the market do yeah. we you know stay in the market and wait for it to recover or do we start making some alternative uh you know options there come come into play so right. definitely can have that conversation um uh, listeners what i would recommend for you to do is if you go to my new website that I created it's called cfcevents.info so it's Charlie Frank Charlie events.info. You can sign up for a one-on-one virtual webinar with me for a complimentary review of your portfolio. Along with that, for everyone that completes the uh, consultation with me, we're going to be giving everyone a, a $50 gift certificate to either Walmart or Amazon to kind of help with supplies and things that people are needing, uh, you know, staying home a little bit more often now. So, uh, you know, good offer there for you, cfcevents.info. Or, of course, you can uh, give us a call here on the show, 866-53-RETIRE. Awesome. Awesome. You know,
1: um, last week, that would be the week of, uh, gosh, was that the 23rd through the 27th? Just an Mm -hmm. absolute, absolute crazy volatile week. You know, we wrapped up the week on Thursday. We had a 12% gain day and Monday prior, we were down like 9%. Right. Uh, And so, yeah, no, excuse me. It was the other way around. It was 12% down on Monday. It was one of the biggest days since 19, I want to say 33, uh, that we had a, a terrible fallout and then Thursday we come back up. Um, today, we're just up 3%. It's no big deal. You know, just like a small normal day. But normally if you were going through last week 3% or last year, 3% would have been like phenomenal. So the volatility in this market's crazy, you guys. Um, we're going to spend the rest of this show giving you a little bit of history, talking about what's in place now. And why the fed is is should be getting some pats on the back for what they're doing some people will argue it might be too much well we're happy to hear those debates um please please you know message us on facebook or let's discuss this privately through email you can email us at info at smart and um, before we go to this break i just want to let you guys know that um, we're we're really excited to be able to still provide this service for you while you're home in place you know share this podcast with another one of your friends or close family members that are going through the same things you are. We want to help as many people as we can during
0: this time period.
1: So stick around. We'll be mat- We'll be back with more Smart Retirement Podcast in just a moment.
0: Honestly, when was the last time you really took a hard look at your retirement plan? With the market the way it's been, it can be easy to become complacent. A new decade is upon us, which comes with a lot of questions. Can the economy and the market continue to grow? What will the next election do to my investments? Is it time to sell my house before the market adjusts to downsize and take advantage of the equity? How can I best maneuver to maximize return? The answer is simple. It never hurts to get a second opinion from a team like Century Financial Consultants. With over 40 years of financial planning experience, Get a free retirement analysis from Century Financial Consultants today to see where you stand and if you're ready for any changes we may face in the coming year. Give Century Financial Consultants a call today at 866-53-RETIRE. That's 866-53-RETIRE. Prepare for an uncertain tomorrow so you can relax and enjoy today. Get a free retirement analysis from Century Financial Consultants by calling 866-53-RETIRE. That's 866-53-RETIRE. Century Financial Consultants, California license numbers 0L23991 and 01757. 638. Central Coast Lending is an equal housing lender, licensed by the Department of Business Oversight under the California Residential Mortgage Lending Act. NMLS number three two eight three five. Mike Points is a licensed loan officer in California. NMLS number one two four six two two four, and is only licensed to offer advice on mortgage products. He is not licensed as an investment advisor. All of the mortgage products Mike Points will discuss on this show are for educational purposes, and these products should be reviewed by a licensed loan officer before taking these mortgages on as your own, as they may not fit your specific situation or needs.
2: Welcome back, listeners. This is love your co-host you. Matt Hollander, joined here with Mike Points. Uh, discussing today a little bit about just Serenity Now, I guess is the way Mike has kind of thought it up and the guys over at Seinfeld, but really just wanted to give us an update as far as kind of what's going on right now. And before the break, we were talking a little bit about the Federal Reserve. I was telling you all about uh, my one-on-one webinars that I've had to start doing now that uh, we're confined in, but... You know, in in this last week, um, we just had the largest stimulus bill passed in our country's history, um, which is the CARES Act. And the CARES Act stands for the Coronavirus Aid, Relief, and Economic Security Act. So uh, $2 trillion going out from this. And really what they're trying to do is help stimulate the economy and get money back into people's pockets that are out of work at this point in time. Um, they're also allowing you to uh, skip payments and help help subsidize that with some of the lenders and things as well. Right. Um, also creating some small business relief, uh, you know, funding money into the SBA uh, to give out to the small businesses that aren't operating that still want to be able to pay their employees. Uh, and then additionally, you know, all Americans that are going to be um, let me find the income breakdown here. Let's see. Yep. So for individuals that earned less than $75,000 or a married couple, less than $150,000 this last year, uh, they're going to be getting a $1,200 direct one-time direct direct payment. Uh, then if they have children, so they're going to get $500 per child. Uh, but again, everyone's going to qualify for that as long as they made under, you know, that amount of money. So that's, and that's the
1: full car. May I just interject really quick, Matt?
2: Please. Yeah. Absolutely. Yes. So
1: that's the full car blanche check, the $1,200 check. I played around with it this morning, just kind of testing where it breaks off and yeah. much like a marginal income tax bracket where, you know, as you go to that next stage, you right. pay more tax. Same thing in reverse. If you go to that next stage above the figure you just disclosed, Matt, which mm-hmm. I think is 150, 150,000 for a married couple, um, you'll still get a check. It will be a fraction less. So sure. all the way up to 197, 500, you get 25 bucks. But then okay. so between 105 and 197, you're going to spread that out. What I'm going to do for the uh, the listeners, our audience today, I'm going to put the link for that calculator on our website. Or, excuse me. Oh. On our on Facebook. Facebook. Yeah. Okay. So and you can toggle do- through there. You can put married, single kids, all that jazz. And you can, I mean, I did it a billion times. It doesn't send a message to the Fed like, hey, I'm submitting this for a request. It's just to let you know, here's what you would
0: get.
2: Sure. And then also what I can do is inside that, Mike, I'll, I'll give you the link to post uh, for the actual bill itself that Congress put through. The like CARES um, Act. Good. Yeah, so a lot of people actually haven't read, I don't expect everyone to go on here and actually read the whole thing. It's 880 pages long. Um, But, you know, you can go through and see some of the stuff that uh, is going on. And I think it's important to stay up on on these types of topics. Uh, You know, these are really our tax dollars kind of at work here. So, uh, you know, good to be on top of things and be looking into where this money is going to be going and how you might be able to take advantage of some of it.
1: Yeah. And we're going to touch on a couple of different ways in the second segment of the show to how to contact your mortgage servicer, um, what to talk about with your student loan companies. Uh, also, you might be already getting emails from the auto, auto loan payment banks. I know that um, one of my clients yesterday that I was talking about during refinance said that they basically just got a, a bill from their credit union that said, hey, don't worry about making your payment in April. So they're already taking this proactive approach to calm everyone down. Uh, Listen, I'm not saying this isn't crazy. It's crazy. I mean, Mm -hmm. many, many people are um, worried that this could be, you know, a year-long ordeal. We've already seen the president and the administration say, uh, just kidding. Easter's not really going to be a good timeline. We're going to go to April 30th. Matt, I know out in Arizona, you guys are finally down in quarantine starting tomorrow correct. So, I mean, it's every state now. And so um, I say that just to say that, look, uh, the second segment of the show, we're going to touch on a couple of logistic things for you to do that I think just makes sense, listeners. Um, any more about the CARES Act?
2: Um, not necessarily on the CARES Act too much. In Again, we'll post this stuff uh, on the Facebook. But, you know, the other thing that I think we're going to have an issue with is the auto industry. Um, you know, These financing companies that, you know, if whether they're in-house or the the auto loan industry itself, I think that's where we're going to see the big hit. Um, Unlike the housing industry that we had in 08, I think the auto industry is the one that's going to go kind of down with all of this uh and it's kind of worrying i mean you're starting to see all these commercials coming on tv because no one's out buying cars of course yeah they're trying to do virtual sales which you and i both know unless you really really like the car you're not going to virtually buy a car it's usually the sales guy at the dealership that talks you into it um so you've got that issue uh people if they're taking i saw one of uh the auto finance i think it was ally they're they're letting people go 120 days on their loan payment um, of course, it's still accruing interest, but, you know, these people aren't having to make the payment, which I think is really nice for some people that need that assistance. But I also think it's going to put the, the auto industry in a, in a, in a bit of a, a hurt here. So time shall tell. But, um, you know, I, I, if you had to pick one, the housing or the the auto industry taking it this time, I, I think we could all agree we, we want to be able to keep some of the appreciation in our homes. but. We'll see there, too, if uh, consumer spending starts to slow down. uh, I mean, what do you think is going to happen with the housing market?
1: Talking heads are saying that the GDP is going to be reduced by 24%. Um, So, you know, if that's if that's two and a half GDP, then you look at, you know, that's a six percent or 600 basis point drop. So that puts us below two percent on the GDP percentage. That's not great. Um, that's not terrible for what we're going through. I'm actually, I'm actually wondering if that's going to get reassessed one more time after quarter three. Um, to mm-hmm. answer your question directly, Matt, I think that the housing market is the, it's the, it's the saving grace right now of our economy. Mm-hmm. The housing crisis is, in my opinion, just as big of a problem as the coronavirus issue, the coronavirus issue is just coming at us head on in your face. Didn't see this coming. Don't have the vaccine and you got to deal with it now. I mean, you know, the housing crisis isn't making people stay indoors, but what it is doing is it's making people not be able to build wealth through real estate. And so the, the Federal Reserve knows that, the treasurer knows that, treasury department knows that. The administration knows that the national associations of realtors know that we've got to see rates stay low through this next, let's call it a mini recession. So that as we snap back and come into a full throttle country again with our economy, that people haven't lost their home equity. I mean, that's the last thing on the balance sheet. That's like, well, at least I've got that. Yep. You know? And so everyone knows that. I mean, everyone that's, These financial markets are, they swing quick right now and they swing big up and down. Um, But many, many people will say that you don't lose on that stock until you sell it. Mm -hmm. Same thing goes with housing, but what a lot of people are in the process of doing right now. I know this because I sit with them is they're like, okay, we bought a house in 2014. It's now 2020. We've refinanced maybe once we've got $150,000 in equity on top of the down payment we made when we bought the house and we've got a third kid now, or, you know, we want to move up into a bigger, better house, or we want to get into that neighborhood or we want to improve the house we live in. We need to do a refinance where we can do renovations to the house. That equity is going to continue to churn paperwork with the financial banking industry. That's just essential. Um, every time someone buys a home, do you know how much revenue that creates for the pest, the pest company, the appraiser, uh, the title and escrow company? Lord knows, Pottery Barns sending you a, a catalog within less than <laughs> two weeks that so you move in. Exactly. They, they, them and everyone else. Um, you know, the insurance guy gets to sit down with you and talk about bringing your auto insurance over. It all happens from a transaction of purchasing a new home. So we can't let that slow down. Um, I understand why it, it, you can't feel confident right now buying a car without looking at it. Same thing that's going on. I mean, could you imagine buying a house without walking through it? No. So the technology of today, no the technology of today is really, really quite phenomenal. If we didn't have, if we did, if we had this COVID come at us even ten years ago. I don't think any of us would be able to function as well as we are right now at home with internet, high-speed internet. You know, Zoom is killing it, right?
2: Killing now. it! I've
1: had three it. Zoom cocktail parties in the last week and a half. <laughs> where you have like four or five, and that's not even, I'm not even conducting business. I mean, if I was doing business, I'd happily pay the monthly revenue to do that. Um, right. The way you can, you know, the way you can, have access to servers now, the cloud, all these things are making us able to do business at home more efficiently. So, you know, I think what you'll find is that a lot of this recession is coming from people just honkering down and not going to the major retail stores, the major restaurants, the major like main street, downtown places are definitely taking a hit manufacturing is a part of that and they're seeing a hit the jobs report is going to come out this friday after we post the show i'd like to have that for this show but we just won't we'll talk about it in our april show but that's going to be another thing that's just going to be like oh gosh here it comes Um, yeah
2: and i think the you know this we'll see what the stock market looks like after that i think that'll be another panic moment. So we'll probably have a I, nice fun, fun day in the market, but we'll see. I
1: feel like a lot of that stuff is baked in. I mean, and I don't, I don't speak intelligently as you do on financial markets, but I can tell you that where I'm seeing the most activity right now is gosh, that treasury note, the 10 year yep. treasury note, that market has got a lot of volume going on. Mortgage backed securities are being, uh, are, are fluctuating every day by huge numbers because think about it if you're an investor and the market's going down 15 percent why wouldn't i invest in a 30-year note albeit a long duration of time for my investment i'm getting three and a half to to four percent on that thing with collateral mm-hmm. so that's a good investment um i feel like i got off on a, a tangent here uh, it's I, know okay. you, I know you asked me what i think the, what i think is going to happen in the auto market and the and the, the and how the market's going to really do over the next two, two to three quarters. I think what's, what's important for our listeners to understand is how the, what the federal reserve is doing during this timeline to help us, you know, and, and how it's very, you know, it seems like so much, but it's, it's very common for, you know, since the 1930s for the federal reserve to get involved in situations like this, where consumers, individuals are, worried about their cash. You know, they're running to the banks and taking money out. Um, they're they're um, selling off their positions and holding them in all cash, waiting for a, a big dip in what could be a uh, another great recession. And what the Federal Reserve has been doing lately is this, and this is important to understand because one of these things is natural for them to do, but the other is unprecedented and hasn't happened before. And it's, and it's about to start happening in April. So currently what they've already done is they've, they've put trillions of dollars in play for quantitative easing to, to um, help continue to stimulate both the mortgage market and the treasury note itself, because we don't want to see that treasury note go below zero. That would be terrible. That's something where that's like what Japan has done. The last, 20 years, we saw them go into deflation and have a very, very, really tough time getting out of that. Um, So what's happened is in the last two weeks, many, many of the banks have have run into situations where they don't even have the liquidity to fund all of these, these loans. If you're not doing a refinance right now, mortgage rates have dropped about a full point since the end of January, early part of February. They've started dropping once the pandemic was talked about overseas in China, and they started dropping more aggressively as we saw this virus take over the world's economy. And the world's economy is basically shut down. I mean, you know that. I don't have to mm-hmm. tell you that. Yep. Um, so rates were at four and a quarter to four and a half on a primary a residence. If you had a credit score of above 720, they're now at three and a quarter. Um, I mean, you can get cash out of your primary residence and get a rate of three and a half you can do debt management and really pay down some of the things in your life and still have a note that's a 30 year note fixed for three and a half percent it's crazy so in a full year excuse me the if you take the full mortgage market of the nation it's 11 trillion dollars it's 11 trillion dollars floating out there in 30 year notes 15 year notes Just all of the notes that banks have deeded against properties. This doesn't include hard money or private money. This is the the dominant Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac market. In a good year, in a good year, we see loan officers like myself and other banks generate about $3 trillion in business where they'll either switch out the paper for a better rate, so do a refinance. Or maybe if you have an FHA loan, you're getting off that FHA loan with mortgage insurance for life alone, and you're going into a conventional loan. Plus, we also see purchase transactions. So all of those transactions together are $3 trillion a year. That's a good year. A great year, let's just say it's 3.5. Okay, Matt. Mm
0: -hmm. That's us
1: all hustling. All of us like in the money, having a great year. In the last 45 days, the industry has been asked to refinance almost five trillion dollars in mortgages and they need to close those mortgages in the next 90 days so we're doing almost double the annual year's production in a 90-day period there's no way both logistically you know physically we can keep up with that capacity but liquidity is the issue and that's what we see on the news or we read in the paper and it's tough for the consumer to understand well what the heck, why is, why is it so difficult? I mean, they're the banks, they have all the money anyways, right? Sure. No, it's because two reasons. A, they don't have all the money and and B, the Federal Reserve Act has laws built in it by Dodd-Frank you know, from other amendments that happened yep. from 1930 when this, when this Reserve Act was created. Like for example, <clears throat> banks have to have 10% of their deposits set back in reserves, can't be in the playing field. They have to do that to to, so that they don't get in a position to fail like they did in 2007 and eight and nine, you know, Lehman Brothers and some of these other banks, they had all their liquidity out there. They were yielding on everything. And when a margin call comes, like one that's happened here, where they're leveraging their money on other assets, when those assets come down and come down sharply enough, like they have in the last three months, excuse me, three weeks the investor that's allowing them to take that leverage risk needs them to put up cash to back their position before they were just saying, Hey, I got enough assets over here. I'll tell you what, let me, you know, just, just know that I'm good for it. I'm going to invest with you in uh, this investment instrument, whatever it be. I'm not going to bore the listeners with all the instruments yeah. right now, but at that point in which everything's hunky dory, no big deal. You know, we put your assets up on paper when it starts to get, when there's a haircut involved like the one we've seen the last 3 weeks we see we see these investors say hey i need you to actually put up cash now i need i need i need your liquidity because other people are selling out of this market as quick as possible i need to get them assets for whatever they're selling their price at and we're seeing this in banking when people are saying you know matt you come to me you want to get a refinance i'm giving you a 3 and a quarter rate you're like this is phenomenal i'm at 4 and a quarter you're giving me three and a quarter. Whew, where do I sign? But yep. I need to close enough. I need to get enough loans back. So I have the money to actually pay off your loan. Right. So that that has happened over the last two weeks. And we saw a real cash crunch. The Federal Reserve stepped in and said, look, first and foremost, we talked to the Treasury Department. Let's remove the 10% reserve from the federal act. Let's just Let's just forget about it right now. So you can free up some of your money to make some of these loans happen. The sure. next thing they said is kind of like mom and dad said to you that moment when they left you at the dorms in college and said, Hey, look, honey, if you need anything, just give us a call. Okay. Yep. So the federal reserve is playing mom and dad now and the banks are the college students saying, Oh, I should be fine. And then every other week, they're like, oh. every other
2: week they're knocking on the door, calling mom. Hey, uh, can you, can you send that over? <laughs> yeah. Can I get
1: some money for it? It turns out that, you know, my tires are pretty bald. Right. It, it turns out that I got to pay for this intramural sports football league that I want to be in. Turns out that all these things, I'm running out of money. Yeah. So, you, to put it lightly, you know, there's some humor there, but to put it seriously, what the Federal Reserve's doing now is actually stimulating the mortgage market because of what I just talked to you about earlier, Matt. The housing market is the last saving grace. It's like, it's like Rudolph's red nose on these during Christmas. I mean, they, they'll write a song about this one day. Um, it's just a matter of how it's all getting processed right now. I think what's what people are reading is all different types of news. My biggest concern as, a, as an investor and a consumer and an advisor is what's going to happen if the Federal Reserve lends out two to three times more than they should just to keep this thing going? At what point are these banks going to have to stop borrowing from the federal reserve. At what point will the individual have to just be like, okay, I guess I missed the boat. I can't get this. I can't get these loans. I'll just have to wait till the next time. Um, but let me just kind of mention some things really quick, Matt. Um, how am I on time? Are we needing to go to a break?
2: Um, yeah, we should probably go to a break and then we can come back. Let's
1: do that. Listeners, we'll go to a quick break. When I come back, I'll just touch quickly on a couple last minute things I want to talk about, like the lender of last resort term I wanted to use here and how there's um, just a couple of neat little things going on with how the Federal Reserve is getting involved in corporate um, corporations as well. Um, so stick around. We'll be right back right after this break. Hey guys, Mike Points, co-host of Smart Retirement Podcast and a licensed loan officer. Let me ask you a question. When is the last time you sat down with your mortgage officer to discuss how your mortgage is going to affect you during retirement or how the current products and laws out there now are different from when you originally got your mortgage? Allow my team of retirement specialists and myself to put together a proposal for you that shows all of the different products and options you have right now. This is something we can implement in the next one to two months that helps you improve your current situation. If you're not able to remove your mortgage payment with your current mortgage, if you're not able to tap into the liquidity, and if you're not able to prepare better for healthcare costs, I want to show you how we can do that. So please contact me by calling 866-53-RETIRE, option two. Once again, that's 866-53-RETIRE, option two, or contact me at info at
0: smartretirementcast.com. Look forward to hearing from you soon. And MLS number 124-6224 see everything's
2: gonna be all right everything's gonna be
1: Okay, everybody, welcome back and thanks for listening today. I was just getting into the the last part of, of what I wanted to talk about with regards to the Federal Reserve, not only the Federal Reserve Act, but how they're helping out. And you know, I think some of you will really like the, the link I'm gonna put on the site after this show. Um, it talks about the FDIC and the history of of how they've built confidence and stability in our in our nation. But if you look back in the so the Federal Reserve Act started in 1913. It was under uh, Woodrow Wilson started it, who wanted to prevent uh, the panic of 1907 again, where people were just up in arms, approaching their banks in, in large lines. And there was no e-banking back then, right? So people were just in large lines, taking money out of the bank, left, right, and center. And tellers couldn't do anything but give them their money, right? That's how a bank works. And so through the third the the, the teens, the 20s, and the 30s, many, many bank failures happened. And so the FDIC was created in 1933. Um, how this all relates to the, the Federal Reserve Act is it's so interesting to me how this reserve just gets involved and helps stimulate the right, um, the right markets at the right time. So the last thing I want to talk about is how in April they're discussing the high probability of the Federal Reserve helping corporations by buying corporate bonds. So they're going to stimulate the fixed Mm. income market as well, Matt. Hmm. That has never happened. That's the unprecedented thing I wanted to talk about where we're used to them fluctuating the rate, moving the rate up and down to offset inflation. That's one of their responsibilities. Another huge responsibility is is liquidity. And so, um, you know, these corporations are going to see, have seen drastic losses with their equities and their securities. Now they'll be able to have a more, make a more long-term promise for funds. Yep. Bring funds in, help stabilize the employment, help stabilize operations. Let's get some manufacturing back out because even Bernanke, the old federal reserve chair, not before Yellen. So back when I was in college, he was saying, look, this isn't going to be a snapback, like a V shaped curve. We're not going to come back in quarter three and just, knock the lights out on this thing we might see the flattened curve for covid which is what we want but we're we're going to see a long run out probably until spring of next year you know he also is pretty he's pretty hip on saying this will be a great year for retail in quarter four because it'll be it should be cleared but we want to see these companies have solvency through this time period so they can stay in this keep their market contracts do all the things they need to do so in a nutshell uh, you'll start seeing the Federal Reserve buy corporate bonds. And this is what Mark Cuban is getting up in arms about, the owner of the Maverick, Dallas Mavericks, and the, one of the stars of Shark Tank. He's saying, look, if if we start giving these corporations funds, we need to also start making sure that they're not reinvesting ever again. You know, they're not like reinvesting in their own stock with this money as they become profitable. The the executive staff is not going to be getting salary. So that'll be really interesting. Why am I telling you this listeners? Watch for how this affects the market over the next 60 days. Um, My prediction really is that for the mortgage market, we're going to be fine for the next six months. We're going to stay right in this range under 4%. There are going to be opportunities where banks are going to see, like I told you in that story where Matt needed to get his refinance with me. And finally the bank is closing their loans and getting funds back, there's going to be opportunities for you to get down to 3%, maybe even 2.875 on a 30-year mortgage. So, um, you know, just keep an eye on that. Matt, with um, with that, I probably should stop chatting and shut up about the Federal Reserve.
2: No, no, no. I think that was uh, that's good. Uh, you know, and, and Mr. Ben Bernanke, I think is a, a pretty smart dude. Uh, and if he's having, you know, those types of opinions on it, uh, you know, he's probably has some validity to what he's talking about. If I'm not mistaken, he's kind of the one that came up with the quantitative easing idea uh, that kind of helped try to pull us out of the 2008 stock market crash. Right. So the guy's got some brains. And if he's saying, you know, this isn't going to be a V curve, I probably tend to agree. I think this is going to take some time to get back out of. Um, but like anything else, I do think we'll, that it will recover and we don't necessarily need to be you know, panicking. Uh, what I do think is important to discuss is having, you know, proper diversification in your portfolio. We talk about that all the time, uh, but having some type of like bear market insurance inside your portfolio, yeah. right? Yeah. Because what happens is we, everyone's really, really excited about gains when they've got those in their accounts. Right. Uh, but what they forget to realize is that technically loss overpowers gain. And what do I mean by that? Well, if your portfolio's down 20%, right, you've got to actually earn 25% to get back to your original account value, right? Yeah. So it, it's crazy to think that, okay, well, I'll just make 20%. No, that's not how numbers work because, again, you're starting with a smaller value uh, with those earnings. I mean, if we take, uh, let's say, 1931 stock market decline and – the market lost 40 almost 44% over in that during that crash. Uh for you to earn back to where you were normally you'd have to earn 78%. Well that's not going to happen overnight, right? A lot of us have had really good appreciation in our retirement accounts over these last 10 years and now we're getting close to wanting to retire or currently in retirement and uh, Probably should have taken some chips off of the table earlier in the year, like when we talked about locking in your gains from 2019 in our earlier show. Um, But there's definitely still some things out there that you can be doing. And if you want to kind of stop the bleeding, per se, and you don't want to be watching and riding on this roller coaster that uh, is today's market... You know, we can start introducing some of these bear market insurance type of products uh, like an indexed annuity, per, for instance, right? So what happens in that type of product, you're going to be able to have uh, principal protection and you're not going to lose anything. So you'll know exactly what the account value is. It might Some of the insurance companies might even give you a bonus of, I don't know, 10% or something to help uh, recoup some of your losses that you might've had now. And then you get in a position where, You can still have uh, some of the upside in the market, but you won't have any more downside in it. So I think especially once the issue that I think I saw the most is when I would meet with people and we'd bring up the idea of an indexed annuity is they say, well, the market's been up for 10 years. I, I think it's going to keep going. Well, I said, "Okay, you know, I don't have a crystal ball and I don't think anyone of us could have predicted this was going to happen. So you have to be prepared for this rainy day because we will have another stock market crash sometime in the future. And, you know, if you're a younger listener on our program, that's not quite in retirement, you've got maybe another 10, 15 years while you're working, you know, now's even a good time for you to be looking at something like this because you can lock in some of the gains you could actually create uh, an income stream from this thing that would be almost like a pension, uh, because as, as you know, my pensions are kind of going away. So you're having to self fund that. Um, so this could be a way to kind of overcome some of the issues there as well. So, um, I think the
1: nice thing about what you're talking about, um, I've, you know, I've sat next to you in these meetings before Matt, and you're not, you're not saying, look, take, all of the chips off the table. It's it's just like you probably are thinking right now, gosh, in November if I just diversified into bonds or some other uh some other bear like bearish like move, I would have been so smart. It's 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 not everything in your portfolio, it's a portion. And what I like about too what I like about um the index annuity is that you get the opportunity to look at many different holdings right matt it's not like you're just like you're in you're in this a category and we're going to tell you what your returns are you can diversify within the indexed annuity can you not
2: yep so the majority of them are going to have uh multiple different indexes inside of there whether it just be like the S P 500 or we can go into all the different indexes but we'll do that on another show um but i mean if someone's like
1: hot to trot right now on something that's Tied to oil because they think, man, oil is so low, it's not going to stay this low. They can right. they can find something that's inside of it. They don't have to like basically retire their investment mind and their no. that likes the part of picking these things.
2: Not at all. Yeah. Not at all. So and there are some that are gonna have be tied to like a gold index, even. So if people are real concerned with the markets and they say, well, I want to run a gold, well, you can have a gold holding inside of uh, your index annuity. So, I mean, these things are super flexible. Uh, what not happened- necessarily for... Yeah. I'm What's sorry. That? Go ahead, Matt. No, oh, I was just going to say, I, w- I wouldn't say that it's necessarily the product for everyone, um, but I would be willing to bet that it could fit into almost everyone's portfolio at some degree. Right? What happens
1: when you initially bring the the assets over? Is there like a... Do you get taxed on selling your...
2: It kind of depends. So it depends on where the money's coming from, right? So if it's coming from an IRA, uh, we'll just do a transfer from IRA to IRA. There's no tax involved in it. Uh, If it's coming from your 401k, we'll roll it over into an IRA. You're not going to be paying any tax. The only time you'd have a tax liability is if you're selling stock in an actual after-tax brokerage account to place it in. Because you have to come in with cash, not stock. Uh, Got it. If this was... Got it. Two months ago, you know, I would be having a conversation of, oh, you've got a lot of gains in that account from when you initially purchased it. So your tax liability would be rather large, right? So if we have an individual that is very heavy in the stock stuff back then, that's when maybe a person that might not have fit nicely into an index annuity. But now with the market down, uh, you know, you've got the probably not much of a gain depending on how long ago you bought some of those assets in those accounts. So it might make sense to do it. It might not. Um again, everyone's scenario is going to be different. And that's why I'm doing these one on one webinars with all of our listeners, uh, my current clients, is to keep you educated and aware of what's available in today's marketplace and really just try to help you sleep better at night. So
1: you can help anyone in any state, right, Matt? Absolutely. And and is there any incentive when you first bring over money to start one of these products, these bear is there any
2: Yes. Yeah. So on the bear market insurance type products, yeah, a lot of them are going to have, as I said, a bonus or some kind. Oh, you did say Uh, that. I'm sorry. Yeah. No, no, no. You're good. Uh, You know, to kind of overcome some of the losses. So uh, not all, but uh, I would say a good majority of them have some type of benefit there for people bringing money over.
1: Let's do do this. Let's take one last quick break. And then um, when we come back, we're going to get right into the ways that you can contact your servicers whether it be for a mortgage, whether it be for uh, student loans or auto loans. And okay. what I want to make sure you guys talk about with them, because I've already had clients get paperwork from their mortgage servicer. And there are some options that they try to put you in that could be considered a loan modification. Um, so we'll get back into those. Just give you some tips. Maybe take another five, seven minutes and let you guys get on with your day. Um, so stick around. We'll be right back for the last segment of this Smart Retirement Podcast.
0: Honestly, when was the last time you really took a hard look at your retirement plan? With the way the market's been, it's easy to become complacent. A new decade is upon us, which comes with a lot of questions. Can the economy and market continue to grow? What will the next election do to my investments? How can I best maneuver to maximize return? The answer? It's simple. Get a second opinion from a team like Century Financial Consultants. With over 40 years of financial planning experience, give Century Financial Consultants a call today at 866-53-RETIRE. That's 866-53-RETIRE.
1: Hey, listeners, it's Mike again, the co-host of Smart Retirement Podcast. Did you know that FHA reverse mortgages have mortgage insurance embedded in them? Many times for the first 11 years, you'll be making mortgage insurance payments on top of your deferred interest that accrues against the equity in your home. Let's talk about the right mortgage for you by dialing 866-53-RETIRE. That's 866-53-RETIRE, option two. Talk to you soon. All right All right right. Yeah, it's all right All right right.
2: (laughs) Don't need no five-star reservations I got spaghetti hands cheap bottle of wine, don't need no concert in the city, I got a stereo and the best of Patsy Klein. ain't got no caviar, no Dom Perignon, but as far as I can see,
0: I got everything I want, cause I got a roof over my head, the moment.
1: Okay, smart retirement listeners. We hope that this episode gave you some serenity today. A um, couple things we want to leave you with: just some tips and advice um, from your mortgage listen, mortgage advisor here. There's a couple ways that you can contact the servicer right now for your mortgage and get your payment put on postponement. Many of the lenders I've heard from are happily doing this. You know, the big servicers like Senlar. And uh, some of the other ones, but you might have a bank that has your loan in their portfolio, which means after they closed your loan, they kept it and serviced it themselves. And they may be going through headache right now. They may not. They may just not have good customer service. But a lot of them can can put you off and make you feel like this isn't an option you have. Every servicer is now going through this process as a respect to what's going on and the the government themselves have asked them to comply with giving you the options for postponement what you want to make sure you're not doing is signing a loan modification agreement okay you don't want to have your interest stack up against um, you the balance of your loan what you want is a freeze you want them to not not have to charge you interest and you want to not have a payment because you're going to go right back to where you were in the amortization schedule when you come out of this situation many of the banks have a defined time period it is so usually we're seeing 90 days or three payments you might be able to qualify for something longer there aren't a lot of questions about hey did you lose your job like unemployment it's more of just a good old-fashioned let's get ahead of this Keep some liquidity in your home in addition to the stimulus checks that Matt talked about in the CARES Act. So, um, I've talked to a client last week that a uh, young family, they just bought a house, their second home. They sold a house that they moved into in 2012 and bought this new home in 2019. Um, and they got a packet of paperwork from their servicer. Um, they used the term modification a couple different times. But I looked at the paperwork and it's not a loan modification. So just be very conscious of that. What a modification is, it's basically saying, hey, I can't make my payment anymore in a normal economic climate. So we need to reduce my payments. I'll tell you a payment that I can afford. And then the the lender will tack on interest to the backside of the loan. So you'll actually be negatively amortizing the loan. um, And most of your payments not going to go to principal at all. So that is something that will show up on your credit reports. That's like saying, uh, you know, you're basically waving a white flag before you go into foreclosure. You're not giving them back the property. You're not doing a deed in lieu of foreclosure. You're not giving back keys. You're just reconstructing the payment so it's more palatable. Um, That's something we don't want to do in this coronavirus situation unless you have to. In the coronavirus uh, situation we've got right now with the postponement, essentially you're just going to call your servicer they're not doing this stuff online you're going to have to wait on hold i'm sorry but you might have to wait on hold for three or four hours this is what i heard from my client um, just last week so that was the week of the 23rd to the 27th and um what you'll want to do with them is just basically walk through the process they're going to send you some paperwork to confirm you sign you send it back in and the very next payment gets on postponement so I'm see- with the mortgage, think about your mortgage payment. A lot of people are in that $2400 to $3500 payment. The impounds for your payment get a little tricky. I mean, if you're saying, "Oh, yeah, I have a $3500 payment, but that includes my principal and interest, my property taxes, my insurance." Make sure you're still setting aside that money or hearing that, that money's due because even though your bank payment's going to go on pause, the impound or the escrow accounts if you're on the east coast will not go on pause I mean, they the bank's going to basically start right back up and need to make sure your account balances with what's what what is going to be due for example you all know this we just paid property taxes in april in the state of california so you saw your escrow account go from probably four thousand down to five hundred dollars because that lender just cut the check for your six-month installment for the county property tax in your state if we do that if we don't make any payments for the next three months well the next property tax installment payments due december 12th somewhere between when you start back up and december 12th you're going to need to catch up okay that's all i'm saying um, long in the short though if these banks are not willing to work with you and they give you this feeling like this is not something you can have with them please contact the cfpb that's um that's a site that is you know you can email us at info.smartretirementcast.com and I will be able to walk you through that website. You can go to the CFPB. That's the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau, and um, you can suggest or you can contact your state attorney general's office because they're not abiding by the law that's going on right now. It's a it's not directly related to this cares act that matt mentioned in the beginning of the show but it's it's a derivative it's just kind of a way for the government to put their arms around you and help support right now so that freed up money in your house can help you stay afloat with other things you need to do in your day-to-day life but also help stimulate the economy Um, student loans and car loans are doing the same thing none of them are reporting to the bureaus and should not be reporting to the bureaus with a late payment but you got to give these companies a little bit of grace they're trying to figure out how to do that with their technology currently if you're 31 days late on a payment it automatically reports your vico score to the bureau whether it be experian equifax or transunion so they're just trying to get around that so if you haven't heard from your auto company yet or your student loan company it's because as soon as they figure that out they're going to be reaching out to you I say you just reach out to them and get on your account that you want to do that if you're in a position where you would like to postpone these payments. Um, One other thing I want to mention to you that's just rolling out this week, don't do this yet until it's finalized, but the government has discussed with uh, IRA and 401k custodians that you can take withdrawals from your account, excuse me, loans, excuse me, no, withdrawals from your account without paying tax penalties on that withdrawal. So currently, if you're under 59 and a half, right, Matt, you probably yep. should be saying this more than I should, this is your, no, that's... your wheelhouse, <laughs>
2: yeah. Uh, I just urge people, uh, be careful with how much you're taking out, right? These are supposed to be your retirement vehicles, don't let that bite you in the rear end later on uh, by taking more than you really need to out of that account,
1: right? So, so what would you advise here, like start, start with like Just a scoop of ice cream, not the whole gallon of ice cream.
2: (laughs) Yeah, but you know, there's also some opportunity there too, right? So we could be doing, looking at uh, utilizing some of that, uh, doing some Roth conversions, things like that too. So
1: interesting. uh, I never thought of that. Usually you have to pay tax on that.
2: Well, you still have to pay tax on it. Okay. Right. You just, you won't have the penalty. Um, oh, you're because
1: you're before, what players. they're saying. Yeah, you still have, you're right. I'm sorry. I messed that I botched that up. Listeners, you won't have a penalty from the custodian. Right. You'll still have to pay tax on the money you take. Yeah.
2: Out. So anyone that's under 59 and a half, if you access your accounts, it's a 10% penalty. And then whatever your ordinary income tax is on top of that. So, um, yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, before you were talking about some of that stuff there, Mike, on our last segment, I was talking about uh, market risk and uh, you know, reducing risk as we get older. I just posted something on our Facebook page um, that I urge all of our listeners to go and look at. It's a really good little chart that kind of shows how uh, we can reduce market risk uh, or as we age. And, you know, uh, younger you are, probably a little bit more risk. And then the, the idea of when you should start kind of breaking that down. So go and give that a, a, a look and check it out. But, uh, oh, cool. Mike, yeah, here, here. Mike, do you have anything else, uh, you want to add?
1: No, no, I think I'm going to get back to, so Erica and I are trying to learn Spanish two nights a week. Oh, so cool. I'm gonna break from here, grab myself a LaCroix and, there you uh, go. get into some Espanol.
2: Well, I'm going to try not to spend too much time on my racing simulator again tonight. Uh, Being that I can't go out and race cars, kind of uh, stuck in my other office with the racing simulator. Not the worst thing in the world. Um, Sounds like a first of other. Right. Yeah, I I guess that would be the case, right? (laughs) So, um, Listeners, thank you for joining us today. And uh, let's go out and make the rest of our lives the best of your lives.
0: The opinion books in this podcast are for general information only and are not intended to provide or construed as providing specific investment advice. Any economic forecast set forth in this podcast may not develop as predicted, and there can be no guarantee the strategies promoted will be successful. All performance reference is historical and is no guarantee of future results. Investing involves risks, including the potential loss of principle. No investment strategy or risk management technique can guarantee return or eliminate risk in all market environments. Thanks for tuning into this podcast. California license number 0175638 and MLS number 1246224. I turn on Fox News and then CNN But it's the same dang thing all over again The world's in the toilet and the market's in the tank Well, I can't fix that No, but I can fix a drink Pour it on ice Mix it on up and get you feeling right I can get you buzzed I can get you smiling I can make you feel like
1: you're
2: sitting on an island I can make it fruity Or I
1: can make it strong All you
0: gotta do